Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Midday Joy, Joy. with Unati. From the 1st till the 7th of February, Child Mental Health Awareness Week embarks on a journey which tries to make us understand our children a little bit better, but also the necessity of us making sure that we are cognizant of what they're going through and how we can be the solution to that. On the line, we have our clinical psychologist, Mr. Anela Siswana, here to help us navigate throughout this conversation because it comes to the risks of what lockdown has given and, and caused to our children. Hello, Anela. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Siswana. I'm good, thank you. How are you today? Good, good, good. We're hearing our children speak of something that we never did and our fathers never did and their fathers never did. And it's a conversation. I don't know whether it's just cultural, but I think it's obviously on a pandemic scale, a global scale. We're finding youngsters speak about depression and not feeling as joyous as we want them to be. Sorry, I didn't get that. I, 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 I... Anela, are you still there? Yes, I didn't get the last part. Uh, I don't know what the line. So I'm saying we're, we're finding ourselves in a position where children are speaking about depression, where we never spoke about depression when we were their age. And it's a generational thing that we're finding that they're dealing with something that we did not have to navigate as children. How do we help them through this? And how, how, do, the, how do we become the source of joy that they obviously are lacking and needing? I think for me, the beautiful thing about um, children in, in these days is, or children have the capacity of expression and expressing and naming what they feel. I mean, the oldest generation is here said that we've always known that there's something called stress, there's something called depression. However, the beauty of um, the schools we take them to, the understanding of what they have, they get to be told of how to feel and it's okay to feel and it's okay to name whatever feeling and emotion that you have, which is something that is not common. Mm. But with the way that we are able to teach our children, we've been able to see now when they have changed or when there's a significant um, difference in the way of how we know them. Of You know your child when they are bubbly, when they are alive and then when they're sad. Whatever engagements that happen around them, they're able to name them, they're able to name the emotion, even to notice and observe things that are happening at home. So, but what, what, what is a problem is that it is when parents do not understand the language that children use to express when they say, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay when things are going this way between mommy and daddy. I'm not okay as much as we think that children don't have the capacity of observing and seeing what is happening. It is okay to engage children in our decisions, in our divorce proceedings, in our divorce and issues and everything else. And to say, my baby today, I'm not okay. So that a child can know and understand when mommy cries, what is it that makes mommy cry? What is it that makes daddy cry? And also to teach children that beyond gender construct, it's okay to feel, it's okay to feel this thing that is troubling you. It may, we may not call it depression, but we need to normalize the experience of what they are feeling, um, especially when it's causing a distress and it's causing a significant level of, of frustration that inhibits them to function them normally. To my understanding of what you're saying, Anela, you're saying that it's okay for us to show our children that we too are not um, familiar with what is happening. It is uncomfortable for us as well. And sometimes we have sad days and sometimes we have better days, but it's all part of the conversation with our children. 
indeed. Better, I, I like what you said, Anna, but we need to include them in our country to say that whatever that is happening, I am also affected by what is going on. So now it then means we need to give our children practical ways of saying, okay, now we're at home, we are depressed, or you are expressing this feeling of discomfort that life has changed, that I can't go, I can't be with my friends. I mean, children, psychosocially, they learn through playing, they learn through engagement, they learn through going to movies and all of these other things that are not there. So now when we are able to tell them these are the things that you can do while we are in lockdown now, and again, it's a different kind of conversation that um, the president spoke yesterday, that um, the lockdown regulations have been years. What does that mean now for our children to say you can go and play? However, these are the regulations and these are the things that you can do when you are outside. Because at the end of the day, the cause of our stressor at the moment stems from lockdown and everything that is happening around COVID. You raised a very pertinent point, and I want us to end with this because I think it's it's going to be quite a, a, a an in-depth explanation you're going to give us. You mentioned something. I, I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine who's a single father of two sons, and it so happened to be this morning, and you're reiterating the same theme. And he said to me, as a single father, he cannot promote the 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 socialization that many, many generations of us have, have been raised to know and understand, which is Indo Daikali, translated into a man doesn't cry. And he said, as a single father, he always tells his sons they need to cry, they need to release the emotion. How do we have that conversation? How do we encourage the men in our, in our generation to have this conversation with their offspring if it was something they were never taught? An example they have never been given, but an, uh, an example they know that they want to exude but don't know how to be that example because they were never that example. But my example that I always say to people and what I encourage the most is feelings and emotions have no gender. Um, I love that. Please say that again. Feelings and emotions have no gender. Oh, that is so prompt. I've never heard that in my life, but it's so simple, right? It's so simple, and I think that actually any man in the world who has ever gone through any form of um, headache or heartbreak, it's not a man that cries. It's a man. It's, it's the the heart is broken. Um, I'm emotionally. I'm strained, I'm emotionally um, overwhelmed, and actually that also I've proven that the number of men that come to my therapy, um, that it shows that no amount of gender constructs can ever um, achieve what it feels to be. Because again, if you imagine being emotional and being vulnerable again, vulnerability is no gender. It is just we put on things that make it vulnerability looks more appealing when it is felt by women or it is felt by girls. However, what we are saying to me as this man who's raising two young men, he inherently matches his kids to understand that beyond being this man that society structures you to be, I'm giving you these tools to understand it's okay to relate with the feeling of vulnerability to be okay that I have lost. It's okay to say I didn't do well. So for me, it, it's exactly that that it's not about gender. It's about allowing and acknowledging the feeling to say, my boy, you're crying. Why is it that you're crying? Instead of saying, okay, you're crying because one beat you up, go and fight. No, try and sit with the difficulty of what it feels to be defeated in that moment. Oh. It's okay, even when in the moment when this other guy is 
is provoking you to walk away. It doesn't take the fact that you are a man or you are a young man. It is only the fact that you can walk away. You are so mature enough that you don't want to participate in someone who's aggravating you. In that way, you're teaching your child to understand that beyond being a man, I still have a choice not to participate to people who are eliciting a kind of behavior and emotion that I don't want to sit with. I am stealing that. I am quoting that. I am sharing it with the world. I am resonating it a million times larger than I am. <laughs> Feelings and emotions have no gender. Thank you, Anela Siswana. Until tomorrow, as we continue focusing on the mental health of our little humans. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you so much. Our clinical psychologist this week is helping us navigate through having these difficult conversations that sometimes we feel crippled by. Dr. Anele Siswana. Feelings and emotions have absolutely no gender. Midday Joy, Joy. with Unati. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.